Welcome back, or for the first time, I'm Orrin Moore, and this is Two Poems Read and Heard. The theme today is night. If you're wondering if this podcast is for you, know that it is for people who love poetry, but also, too, for smart people who are heartened and inspired by good art, but are underexposed to good poetry. Make no mistake, I want this pod to give you that whoa, wow feel, to move you, to spark inspiration and perhaps add a bit of meaning to a deep breath in your day. You in? If so, let's go and get after it. The theme, again, is night, which falls on last episode's theme of currents and the next ep's theme of morning. Our first poem today has a title that fits this pod's theme well. It is titled, Night. If you are yet to grasp this pod's theme, you are dim and unbright, like night. The poem was written by Louise Bogan, an American poet who lived from 1897 to 1970. She was a longtime editor of poetry for The New Yorker magazine. I like about half the poems in The New Yorker. That's a pretty good hit rate. Bogan was a big deal and was the fourth person and first woman named as Poet Laureate to the Library of Congress in 1945. Brett C. Miller, who contributes to the Dictionary of Literary Biography, describes her as, quote, one of the finest lyric poets America has produced. He said, quote, the fact that she was a woman and that she defended formal lyric poetry in an age of expansive experimentation made evaluation of her work until quite recently somewhat condescending. This poem comes from her collection, The Blue Estuaries. Night. The cold remote islands and the blue estuaries where what breathes, breathes the restless wind of the inlets and what drinks, drinks the incoming tide where shell and weed wait upon the salt wash of the sea and the clear nights of stars swing their lights westward to set behind the land where the pulse clinging to the rocks renews itself forever, where, again on cloudless nights, the water reflects the firmament's partial setting. Oh, remember, in your narrowing dark hours, that more things move than blood in the heart. This poem was published in 1954, a time when night held more sway over humans before the current times of widespread and abundant electricity and light on demand for many. But back then, as now, if less starkly now, what is there in the day is there in the night. It is just the dark and the cold that comes with night that makes these things seem less clear. Is this a metaphor for life, for love and goodness around even when we are feeling neither? Yes, if we want it to be. This idea, this connection between actual night and those dark, windy, stormy field times is what the poet seems to be getting at with her final three lines. Quote, Oh, remember, in your narrowing dark hours, that more things move than blood in the heart. Man, that's some whoa wow on blast right there at the end of this poem. 
if you've been listening to this pod, you may be starting to understand that at the last couple of lines of your poem, do not evoke wonder. If they are not absolute bangers that twist and move this poem to a place of real brilliance, your poem is not going to make it on this pod. This is two poems read and heard, baby. We ain't about trailing off poetic finishes that leave you nonplussed. Nope, not here. That said, having only exquisite and moving final lines is not enough alone to make it into an episode of Two Poems Read and Heard. No, there must be meat on the bone of a good finish. And as Bogan brings the poetic meat throughout with her lucid imagery and skilled word choice, this poem gains its gravity and greatness. Among those more things that move, Bogan describes the pulse clinging to the rocks that renews itself forever, and the water that reflects the firmament's partial setting. All of these things, these currents and pulses, move and exist even if we are not seeing them, seeing as creatures like us prefer the warmth and light of the day. This is not groundbreaking, and indeed borders on the obvious, but part of poetry's pleasure is in reminding us of things that should not be forgotten. Bogan's night throws word brilliance on some of these remembrances, shining a poetic nightlight on things worth seeing, or at least remembering. We often forget that what we see in terms of the light and the clarity from where we are may not mirror what others see from where they are. The classic example of this is being on stage and unable to see the crowd as you are blinded by the lights. Meanwhile, the crowd sees you lighted and clearly. This dynamic got me writing the second poem today, titled Night Inside and Outside. This one has an explicit interactive vibe to it. Let's see if it gives you that whoa, wow. Night Inside and Outside. Lights on inside make it hard to see the dark outside and easy to see inside from the dark outside, while lights on outside make it hard to see the dark inside and easy to see outside from the dark inside. This is because of how vision sees. I note it as a practical primer and for its metaphorical side. If you disagree, try harder. If you still disagree, then you don't get the metaphor. And that's on you and me. But perhaps ask with scrutiny, are the dark and light you see outside or inside? What that is dark outside shall we bring into the light inside? And two, what that is dark inside shall we bring to the light outside? <laughs>